I'm Brad Spencer, your host, and welcome back to The Faith Connection, where we've been teaching on the person of the Holy Spirit. Now we've gotten into teaching on the nine gifts of the Spirit. And in our last teaching, we talked about special faith or the gift of faith, which is a rhema word from God, a spoken word from God, that if you act upon it, it will surely come to pass because it has faith in it, just like the logos or the written word does. So each of them would be in total agreement. If you get anything, you hear any voice, you go check it out by the word of God, the written word, and make sure that it's in agreement. And now the mouth of two witnesses, two or three witnesses, let every fact be established. Now, when I move forward, we, we want to talk about the working of miracles. Let me give you a good working definition for the working of miracles. Supernatural, divine intervention by the Holy Spirit in the ordinary course of man and nature. Supernatural intervention by the Holy Spirit in the ordinary course of man or nature. That's where we see these and suddenlies in the Word of God where, you know, life is just being played out as it normally would. And then all of a sudden, God just steps into the midst of that portal of time with His divine intervention and things change. You can have miracles in every kind of a arena. God certainly does financial miracles. He does physical miracles. He does health miracles miracles. And here's something that I want to mention to you because at, at the end of our teaching today, I want to begin to speak some things concerning those who have had the jab. Because, you know, we've seen a lot and I know, you know, people still deny, 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 people in government, people in the medical community. But hey, we're not stupid. We normal people. We look around, we know people that have died. I know about five people personally that died within a couple of days. And then, you know, somebody that went blind, somebody that was paralyzed, we, we know that their baby's been stillborn. And I mean, man, the list goes on and on. People who've, the cancer's now come as, as a result. People have had strokes. People have had heart attacks. Everything you can imagine because of something that was never tested and verified. And, and one of the biggest things is clots. You know, they, they say morticians around the world have had problems and most of them can't even put embalming fluid in people that have died simply because of all these clots that are in their veins and arteries. And, and yet recently here at church, you know, I laid hands on someone who had the same problem, took the jab. And again, no condemnation. Now, we as a church took our stand against the thing but he was someone who, you know, fell through the cracks and took the jab. There was a lot of pressure by doctors, government, and all kinds of people. And uh, her main artery was clogged. Now, she'd already lost the use of one artery. <clears throat> now the other artery is clogged with these clots. And she came. I laid hands on her, commanded her to be healed in the name of Jesus. And I mean, bam, something wonderful happened. She, when she goes back to her doctor, all the clots are gone. So at the end of the program, I want to speak some things over those of you who took that thing and uh, you may be experiencing, because we've had young people, young athletes just fall over dead all over the world. 
and so everybody wants to stick their head in the sand and and say, oh no, no, it couldn't it couldn't be the jab. Now come on, we're not we're not stupid. Anyway, what we want to do is get you healed or have a divine intervention or a miracle in your life. So again, and and we've we've spoken this over other people and laid hands on them. And they've had no problems whatsoever. So we're here to help, not condemn, all right? All right, go with me if you would in your Bibles to John's Gospel, chapter 2. And we're going to look at verse 1. The first miracle that Jesus did was at a wedding. And so, verse 1, on the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. Mama's there. And Jesus also was invited and his disciples to the wedding. And when the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. You see, when they had a marriage, according to their tradition, that thing could last a week. And so if you invited people, listen, as the host, you had to feed them and give them drink. And so you could see where they'd begin to run out of stuff. And you know how things are. You know, a few more people come here and there, a few more added there. Next thing you know, you got twice the crowd that you have. And when the wine gave out, and in this culture here, they drank a lot of wine simply because the water wasn't pure enough to drink. So I'm not getting into all of that. The mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, what do I have to do with you? My hour has not yet come. How many of you know now mama, you know, she's, she's, got, she's still trying to keep Jesus on those apron strings. And now they, we got a problem. So Jesus, you're going to have to do something about it. So watch this. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. I love that. And it's applicable today, right now. Whatever he says for you to do, just do it. Just act on it. It will surely come to pass. Because remember the secret, Jesus revealed it to us in ministry, he said, I say what I hear the Father say, and I do what I see the Father do. And so when you just act on what you get on the inside, see, that's how you're led concerning these nine gifts of the Spirit. A lot of times I hear something in, in my spirit, man, or if I'm ministering to somebody, you know, I mean, just well, I call it a little mini glimpse of something. It's not, it's not something I'm seeing with my physical eyes, but my spiritual eyes on the inside. You know, there are times God will tell me to spit on somebody. This same woman that, you know, we laid hands on and those clots disappeared. You know, about a year before that, she came on a Wednesday night and she couldn't see because of the stroke in her right eye. And uh, and she told my wife, she said, uh, I just see Pastor Brad spitting on his hand and placing it on my eye and my eye opening. Now, my wife didn't tell me that. And I'm glad because she knows I need to hear from God. So we were in that Wednesday night service. And when she came up, she's blind in one eye. They said she'd never see out of the eye again. An optometrist and a doctor told her that. So I just, on the inside, I see myself spitting on my hand. And that's what I did. I spit on my hand and just slapped it on her eye and commanded her to, to be healed in the name of Jesus. And I took my hand away. Bam! She saw immediately the eye opened up. And so that's the kind of thing we're talking about here. So whatever Jesus says to you, just do it, just act upon it, and it will work. It'll surely come to pass. So that communication, getting to know the Holy Spirit to where you're hearing him 
and you're seeing what he's wanting you to do. So his mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were six stone water pots set there for the Jewish, Jewish custom of purification containing 20 or 30 gallons each. These were, these were pots filled with water where they would wash their hands, wash their feet, or wash the dishes. This was dirty water. This was, let's just say it was dish water. I mean, come on, surely you're not going to try to make something out of dish water, are you? Dish water is what you throw out. Why? Because it's not sanitized. But yet, this is the kind of water that they have. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the head waiter. Okay, they're probably looking at one another. Okay, we're taking, you know, water from where we've washed hands and feet and dishes, and you want us to draw it out and take it to the head waiter. Boy, this is going to be good, isn't it? <laughs> oh, but listen, again, it didn't make sense. Sometimes God will speak some things to us, and, and it doesn't make sense. That's why the Bible said, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding because it doesn't make sense in the natural. Just like when those 10 lepers who were standing off at a distance cried out to Jesus and Jesus told them, go and show yourselves to the high priest. Well, now, wait a minute. See, according to the Mosaic law, if you had a disease that quarantined you such as leprosy, see, you had to stay away from healthy people. That's how they contain certain diseases. But if you were healed, then you could go show yourself to the priest. He would examine you and he could declare you clean so you could come back into the community. Well, now, when Jesus spoke this word to them, go and show yourselves to the priest, they were still lepers. They had leprosy all over their body. And the thing about leprosy, it just begins to eat away at your flesh like your fingers. It'll eat down to the first joint and it falls off down to the next joint. Next, you lose the whole finger. You lose all your fingers, your thumb. You got nothing but a palm. Eventually, you lose the whole hand down to the wrist. It just eats away your flesh. So no doubt many of them, or if not all of them, had lost body parts. But he's telling them something that doesn't make sense. They'd have to be cleansed first, but they're not. And so, you know, they could have formed a caucus there and given every excuse why Jesus doesn't know what he's talking about and why it'd be foolish. Because see, if, they, if they're on the way and they still have leprosy and they get among the clean, and they're going to have to pass through the clean to get to the priest, anybody can say, look, lepers, stone them, and the law did say to stone them. That was to deter people with leprosy to come out and spread the disease. But you know what they did? They just decided to obey the word that Jesus spoke to them. It didn't make sense, but the Bible said, and they started off. They started heading towards the priest. And then the Bible said, while on the way... They were cleansed. On the way, they were cleansed. Glory to God. And they just continued on. Well, nine of them did. One came back to give glory to Jesus. 
And the nine just, just headed to the priest. And uh, Jesus said, weren't there 10 lepers cleansed? Where are the nine? Why do we have just one here? This Gentile coming back to give thanks. And Jesus said, because of that, he was made whole. You know what that means? He had already been cleansed. But to be made whole means you get all your body parts back. Glory to God. Now that's a miracle. Amen. And Jesus did all kinds of miracles. And, but then he said, the works that I do shall ye do also than these. And greater works than these shall you do. Now Jesus said we're called to the greater works. To his works and the greater works. You think about some of the things Jesus did. Man, I tell you what, he healed the sick. He walked on water. Amen. Practicing your bathtub first. <laughs> Just kidding. And he also raised the dead. But think about it. He said, we're going to do the works that he did and we're going to do greater works than these. And he absolutely did the miraculous. All right, let's get back to this first miracle of Jesus. And they and draw out now and take it to the head waiter. And they took it to him. And when the head waiter tasted the water, which had become wine. See, something happened again while on the way. When the servants were on the way, they had instruction, draw out and take to the head waiter. And they obeyed what they were supposed to do. But while on the way, that, that dirty dishwater turned into wine. And the head waiter tasted the wine which had become, or tasted the water which had become wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, or oh, you better believe they knew, the head waiter called the bridegroom. And he said to him, every man serves the good wine first. Then when men have drunk freely, then that which is poorer, you have kept the good wine until now. Now, you know what everybody says, God always saves the best for last. That's not what he said. He didn't say anything like that. Because see, if he saves the best for last, that's always future. It's futuristic. He saves the best for last. Well, we, we're not here at the last yet. But not, what he said was, you have kept the good wine until now. God reserves or saves the best for now because now is the only place that you and I live. Everything else in, behind us is history. Everything in front of us is the future. We only live in the now. So faith only works right now. Miracles only work right now. People say, oh, I'm believing for a miracle one day. That day's never going to come. I just believe I'm going to be healed one day. That day's never going to come. I just think, you know, one day I'll, I'll get saved. You may never see that day. You know, we have to act right now. Faith is present tense. It only works right now. In fact, since we're there, we'll finish up here in our next program talking about the working of miracles. But those of you that are lost, we're going to pray a sinner's prayer and then I want to uh, speak some words over you concerning healing if you took the jab. Say this with me. Heavenly Father, today I repent of my sin and I confess and declare 
that Jesus is my Savior. And I believe on Him in my heart. Save me, Lord. Breathe divine life into me and cause me to be born again. And I just want to thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, if you prayed that prayer, you are now gloriously saved. You are in the kingdom of God. You're, you're living eternally right now and you're going to live forever and never die spiritually again. Isn't that wonderful? But see, as long as we're living right now, and thank God we are, and we're protected by the power of God through faith, if we're walking by faith. But listen, there's some of you that uh, may have taken that jab and, and you've had physical complications or you're concerned about it. Why don't we speak some things? I'm going to speak some things by faith. And uh, if you'll believe to receive, all you have to do is when I'm through speaking, is to just place yourself in agreement with me and say, I believe that and I receive that right now, Pastor Brad, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, let me speak this. Father, those who have, who were put under pressure to take this jab and they've suffered different kinds of symptoms. It could be uh, heart attack, stroke, cancer, paralysis, blindness, um, especially clots in the arteries and the veins, all kinds of complications. And we understand, we, we get it, and we offer no condemnation to anyone. So right now, I speak miracle healing power into their bodies right now. And I command it to flow from the top of their head all the way to the soles of their feet and into every cell and fiber of their physical being and not stop until they are completely made whole. I curse the effects of this vaccine in their body and thank you that they shall live and not die and the number of their days they shall fulfill. We receive it, we rejoice, and we give you praise for it. We thank you that you are the healer, you are the miracle worker, and the miracle is taking place in people right now watching the Faith Connection, listening to the Faith Connection. And I just simply want to thank you and give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you prayed the sinner's prayer, we want to rejoice with you. If you received a miracle because of what we just spoke in your physical body over this jab thing, you know, contact us. You can go to hisimageministries.faith, hisimageministries.faith, and you can communicate with us. We're not trying to take anything from you. Thank God we get to put something into your life. And let us know that you have received either one, whether it be a miracle, healing, uh, salvation, because we certainly want to rejoice with you. And then we want to invite you to His Image Ministries here in Hickory, North Carolina. You know, we're bringing the faith connection to you. We've got ministry for your entire family. We're going to teach you how to walk by faith rather than by sight. We're going to teach you new creation realities. We've got ministry for your entire family. And it will impact you and prepare you for the last days. All right. Well, I can see our time has slipped away from us. Once again, remember, just like always, 
We're here to help you make your faith connection today.